I beg your pardon. Um, wonderful to see everybody and everybody online as well. I'm Archie, if we've not met, uh, married to Sam, who is in orange and on the video there as well. And uh, we run the church together here at HTB. And uh, this morning, what I want to do, and uh, we'll continue in worship a little bit later on in the service. Uh, but what I want to do this morning is talk about worship. Uh, if you've ever asked, how does Sunday connect to the rest of my life, Monday to Saturday. Um, If you've ever asked, I've had a really bad week and I'm not kind of feeling it right now, should I still try and get along on a Sunday? This is for you. Uh, If you've ever thought, I am super busy right now, would it be okay if I skipped this Sunday? This is for you. I like the attention that there is now in our society on issues of mental health and well-being. According to the Mental Health Foundation, they say that three quarters of our population in the UK will have experienced anxiety in the previous two weeks. And that a fifth of us live with anxiety most or all of the time. And as Christians, we are not immune from that. Uh, Somebody who's close to me, who's been a Christian all of her life, uh, she told me that last month, on a Friday afternoon, she was walking across a pavement in London on the way to meet some friends when she was overcome with a panic attack. And she said, you know, I've been a Christian all my life and I've, I've prayed with other people who have had panic attacks, but I I now realise just how frightening it is. You know, life is chaotic at times. I guess for all of us, we can feel the uncertainty of it and even the overwhelming nature of our lives. And there's lots of things that we could talk about, about worship. But today, very simply, I want to talk about how Worship gives us a workable, peace-filled structure in all the chaos of our lives. And I've called this worship and worry. Psalm 122 in the Old Testament, a psalm written by King David, is all about what happens when people go to a place of worship. Let me read Psalm 122 to you. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it, the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my friends and relatives, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Here is a group of people who are going to a place to worship. And what happens when they get there? For them, it's Jerusalem. 
for us, it's church today. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Some of you are old enough to remember 2020. When we were sad, when they said to us, let us go to the house of the Lord, because we couldn't, because the churches were shut in the pandemic. But today we are glad. Oh, so glad, grateful even, relieved, never going to take it for granted again that we can go to the house of the Lord. And the psalm here says that we come from all kinds of different tribes to the house of the Lord. So I guess you've got, what, the student tribe, have we? The working from home tribe? The family tribe? The bit hot in the balcony up there, is it, tribe? The online tribe? The uh, tribe that is with older people, the tribe of younger people, uh, the married, single, separated tribes, uh, the exhausted from the week before tribe, a little bit worried, a little bit nervous, some people are anxious, some people feel on top of the world. I mean, everybody has their ups and downs in life. And when they get to this place of worship, and this is the point, They enter into worship, into a place that it says is bound firmly together. uh, Another translation says it is compacted closely. Uh, Literally, it is at unity with itself. Because standing at the centre of this place where they go to worship, the city Jerusalem, lies the temple. And the temple is the dwelling place of God. And this temple is beautiful and perfect in its physical design. I mean, there's not an awkward gap in the stonework. There's no loose rocks. Everything just holds together. It's a place of great stability and order. It is bound firmly together, closely compacted. And then in the New Testament, Jesus comes along and he declares, I am the temple. I am the dwelling place of God. I am the place of order and security and stability and design where everything just fits and works. Oh, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord, taking all the fragments and fractures of this past week all the setbacks, all the disappointments, all the failures, and gathering them all and falling together from all our different tribes onto the rock of Jesus Christ. And in him finding a stability, a coherence, and a workable structure for how life works. That's what we do, I guess, on Big Summer Sunday in a couple of weeks' time. All the tribes from HTB gather. So we do at Focus when we go up to the house of the Lord in a showground in Nottinghamshire. And we gather all the tribes from all the different churches, a hundred or so, that we've planted out from HTB across the land. And what we're doing is we're gathering around a unity and a cohesion in the worship of Jesus Christ. 
You know, they say that as one begins to get a bit older in age, one of the things you should really do is keep practicing your balance. I've been practicing. Do you want to have a look? Okay. So, okay. so what they is good for your core. And what they say is that the trick to balancing well is not looking around, but fixing your eyes on a static, fixed point in the distance, on a far wall or something. And if you gaze at that point, you don't wobble so much. (laughs) Worship is the mechanism by which we fix our eyes on a static, fixed point of Jesus. If you're wondering why you're toppling over so much and not managing to stay upright, maybe you're a bit like Peter in the New Testament, that when Jesus said, come to him, he was fine when he fixed his eyes on Jesus. But when he began to take his eyes or gaze off the fixed point of Jesus, he began to fall and to wobble and to stumble. Yeah, we kid ourselves. Yeah, one time we thought that our earth was the centre of the universe. And now, thanks to Galileo, of course, and all that, we know better that our earth just revolves around the sun. Before you are a Christian, it's a bit like you are the centre of your universe. You have all these things, what your work, your job, your finance, your relationships, your health, and they all serve you. They all revolve around you to please you, to make your life work. And so all these things are sitting on the circumference of your life. You're at the centre. And they're serving you, but not very adequately. So one day somebody comes along and they say, you know what you need in your life? You need Jesus. And you say, oh, so I do. And so you take Jesus and you plonk him on the circumference of your life as well to revolve around you, along with all the other things. And you can always tell when this is beginning to happen. And for me, it is alarmingly often. Because you find yourself getting upset that God won't do what you wanted him to do. You thought that when you became a Christian, it would be love, joy and peace forever after. But then you discover that life is not always full of love, joy and peace. And why do you get upset? Why am I so upset? Because my little God won't do what I want him to do. But in worship, we learn to revolve around Jesus, not around ourselves. I mean, no wonder we feel stressed out and lacking in peace so much of the time. But in worship, he becomes our fixed point. In Colossians in the New Testament, it says, In Jesus, all things hold together. And there's a deep peace and security in that. Your worship will shape the whole way that you feel about your life. Sometimes we think it's the other way around. That how we feel should shape our worship. 
I mean, you've got to be authentic, right? But worship is not being authentic to who you are, as though it's some kind of mood music. And am I feeling it? Am I up for it today? I mean, that's back to life revolving around you again. No, it's worship is being authentic to who Jesus is. Maybe that's why it says in this psalm that it's decreed or commanded. Because God knows that as we begin to do it, we lift our attention off our weaknesses and our gaze onto his greatness. One final thing about worship. Something else happens in worship that it turns out that it's not simply for God, that it magnifies him. It's not only for ourselves, that it recenters us. It's not just for a church community who are the kind of people who like this sort of thing. But something more, according to Psalm 122, happens when we get together to worship. That it has an effect that is beyond us. And beyond our church, it has an overflow and a spill out into a very effect on a city and a nation. Let me explain. The most famous setting musically of Psalm 122, this psalm, is by the composer Hubert Parry and the anthem, I Was Glad. And that has been sung in this nation at every coronation of kings and queens across the decades, every royal wedding and every state occasion. Would you like to hear a two-minute blast of I Was Glad? You might want to close your eyes for this.
What's going on there? What's the message here? Why is that piece of music and this psalm said at all the historic moments of our nation? Because it's saying that on this historic momentous day in our world, let us go to the house of the Lord. And on this significant occasion, let's bring our whole world with all its division and disunity and all its chaos and trouble and let us put it all under the Lordship of Jesus. The extraordinary influence and impact that Jesus can make. For he is above every president and every prime minister and every king and every queen and every algorithm and every anxiety. This is why, this is why we are so confident about the future. I mean, have you seen who we worship? I tell you, I would put him up above anything and anybody. Any worldview, any technological advance, any artificial intelligence, any concern, any crisis, any challenge. Worship Jesus and see how he changes your life, the life of this city and the life of this nation. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together.